am beautiful. You are magnificent. I am strong. You are powerful. I am inspirational. And you are destined for greatness. Together, Together we, we are, are the Beautiful Teenage Imperfection, Imperfection Podcast. <laughs> Hello, 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 everyone, and thank you for tuning back into another episode of the Beautiful Teenage Imperfection Podcast. So today I have with me the curl conqueror herself, Courtney. Hey, Courtney, girl, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to be here. I love the intro. Like, it just makes you want to smile. Right? <laughs> Seriously. Well, definitely. I appreciate you being here, taking time out of your busy, busy schedule, girl, to just sit down, chop it up with me, talk to me. Um, definitely. February is the month of Black history. I think that overall, natural here within our community is very important, right? I think it's even more important for our teen viewers and listeners overall. Um, personally, I think I've always struggled with my natural hair. I got comfortable as I got older, but as I was a teen, it was very difficult for me to embrace it. So once again, I just want to thank you for being here just to give us a little bit more insight, a little bit more details about natural hair and obviously help our young black girls, black and brown girls embrace their natural hair. Thank you for having me. I'm Like I said, I'm so excited to be here. So excited to just share a little bit of my story, and I, I love the podcast, so this is a huge honor for me. So we're going to just go right in. So the first question that I have for you today is tell us about yourself and the vision of the Curl Conquering Method. Sure. So as you said, I'm Courtney Williams. Most people call me Court. Um, especially my clients and family. So I'd love it if you guys call me Court too. <laughs> um, so the Curl Conqueror really got started because of my mom. So it's actually pretty cool that you guys have imperfections in your podcast because, and I, disclaimer, my mom is totally okay with me telling this story. Okay. But she used to do my hair <laughs> growing up. And, you know, when you only see one thing you don't really have anything to compare it to so after a while she started getting my hair done um, in the west end she would drive me from stone mountain to the west end to get my hair braided and i was like oh this is nice like i was totally channeling my inner tiffany haddish and i was like this is amazing like the braids they're very neat they're they're small they're intricate i love the beads all of that Compared to what my mom was giving me, she was giving me these big feed-in braids. <laughs> and mind you, I had like zero hang time. My hair was like right here. So just imagine what that right, looked like. Right, right. <laughs> so eventually, I started braiding my hair tighter because my mom's braids were actually very loose as well. So I learned how to braid them tighter. And then from there, I started splitting those cornrows my mom would do into 12 different cornrows. Fast forward, by the fourth grade, I started, the third grade, really, I started doing my own hair. Fourth, fifth grade, started perfecting it, gained my clientele, started doing my mom's hair, my neighbor's hair, and all of that. So it really started from an imperfection that I perfected over time and made it work for me. So a lot of the times we're just 
And even myself at this age, I'm like, oh, you know what? I have this flaw, blah, blah, blah. But it's finding beauty in that flaw. Absolutely. I love that. And turning that imperfection into what made you create your um, method. And that's what I really appreciate. And that's why I created the Beautiful Teenage Imperfection podcast. Because I think it's so hard for us sometimes to embrace our imperfections. You know, society has it where perfection. You look on TV, you see perfection. Social media, you see perfection. Like, and that's what a lot of people, and sometimes I catch myself personally, like you compare yourself to what you see. And like you said, you don't see a lot of us like embracing our hair the way we should. Now, I think since YouTube and everything came out, it's a big thing. Like when I first started transitioning from relaxer um, to natural, I looked at everything on YouTube, you know, like what's the <laughs> best products, different styles and everything. So, um, right. I definitely feel like that's great. So next thing, well, have you been natural your whole life? Pretty much. So growing up, I used to beg my mom for a relaxer. And my mom was always like, no, Court, you cannot have a relaxer. My mom, a little backstory about her, she grew up in Connecticut. And then she went to school in um, California. But when she moved to Atlanta, she said that she had never met anybody with locks before and never seen them. So when she moved here prior to me being born, she started her locks. So from there, she was a huge advocate for natural hair, hence not allowing me to have anything other than that. And then when I started braiding my hair, this is the not so pretty part of the journey, you guys. <laughs> so... I really didn't know how to cornrow the back of my hair. So I was always putting it in a ponytail mm -hmm. and eventually it started breaking off. Mm -hmm. So um, from there, I ended up getting a um, texturizer because my mom felt like it wouldn't be too harsh on my hair, but I would leave it alone. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll just keep that a secret. Right. But <laughs> and that was the first chemical that I had. And then I big chopped in the ninth grade. Oh, wow. And from there, yeah, that's, <laughs> you got to get me back for another episode. That's a whole nother. Girl, <laughs> you did the big for... chop in ninth grade. That's like, you know, the transition period where you're middle school, high school, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> And this is before YouTube was like really popular. So I was really just on this journey by myself. Mm -hmm. And then I got color, uh, I think 10th, yeah, 10th grade. And then I big chopped it myself. Mm -hmm. I was feeling myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So Right. And that's the thing for me, because middle school, I was like the only black girl. I had only four black girls in like my whole year. And for me, being around, you know, Caucasians and Asians, you see everyone with straight hair, you know? Right. So I think at that point, from elementary school, my mom always had me like in barrettes and everything like that, right? Now you're in middle school, you feel you're a little bit grown and you don't want those styles. You, <laughs> you don't want those styles anymore. So my mom used to take me to like, you know, New York City, we like have like a Dominican hair salon on every corner, every block, like a Dominican blow dry, they blow dry your hair. Do they really right. know a lot about our hair? No. But did we know any better? No. So I used to go there, get roller sets, let them blow dry, put, you know, that heat on my hair obviously did not do well and then after that like I begged my mom for a relaxer like I begged her for a relaxer and she gave in she gave it and she let me have the relaxer but I think at that point knowledge is key right if right. my mom probably knew better of how to you know 
helped me embrace my natural hair, it would have been easier. But my mom knew about relaxers, knew about doing different styles, but not really natural hair. So yeah, she tried to stop me from doing a relaxer, but I really wanted my hair straightened because that's what I saw around me. You know, everyone hair was straight because they was not black or brown, you know? So right, and me, it sounds like essentially she wanted you to feel confident and comfortable. Exactly, too, and exactly. And not be like an outsider. Yes, like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So then, like, as I got older now, like, when I got to college, that's when I kind of did the transition. Like, okay, I think I want to go back to being um, natural. So I was chopping it off slowly but surely, put it in my weave so that, you know, I didn't go through the phase of it, you know. And then eventually I transitioned. But, yeah, sometimes it's just very hard at that point because especially what's around you, you know. Yeah, and you know what? In hindsight, you know, I wish that my mom, you know, I think in that moment I wish my mom would have been like, you know, I just want you to feel. But looking back at it now, I'm so glad that she was adamant. Like, no, Courtney, yes. you're not getting that relaxer. Because I didn't understand it now. But now, like you said, when you know more, you understand more. I'm so thankful. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful she she made me go through that process. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now let's get into, you know, some advice. Because you're the curl conqueror, so we need this okay. advice, right? <laughs> okay. So I think... For parents in general, like how we're talking about our mothers, right? What right. advice would you give to parents who are trying to help their children embrace their natural hair at this middle school, high school phase where you're trying to fit in? You know, not everybody's texture we know is the same. So girls right. who do have that 4C hair, which is tighter coils, it's more difficult. Like you can't just pull your hair in a ponytail and say that you're going out, you know? It's more difficult sometimes because, right, right. you know, you want it to just look like other girls. So <laughs> what advice right. would you give parents? I definitely think that it's a case-by-case situation because, I mean, if you even listen to our conversation, your mom did what she felt best for you and your my mom did what, she felt best for me. And it. I think it really depends on, you know, your child the best. So if you feel like it's going to lead to um, a downward heel, you might want to reconsider because it's hair, it'll grow back. Unfortunately, like it's not the end of the world. It's not at all. So if it's getting to the point where it's affecting your self-esteem, maybe that's not their journey for right now. I'd rather see your child happy because a lot of people, um, equate natural hair with just like the epitome of naturalness, right? Mm-hmm. But, and of course, I'm an advocate for natural mm-hmm. hair, but we eat Chick fil A, we put gas in our cars, we do other right. things. Right. So, if right. it gets to the point where, you know, your child is just not open to it, I would consider reconsidering mm-hmm. um, because ultimately you want your child to, to feel happy, to have high self esteem. So, if it gets to the point where it's affecting that, by all means, reconsider, try to suggest, try to um show the beauty of it and a lot of my clients what they do when I ask them um when I ask them um what made you or what prompted you to go natural and a lot of them say because I have a daughter so I want to be that example for her so sometimes you have to lead by example even if it's a sacrifice for yourself even if it means um you know you have to go to the salon more frequently to gain an understanding 
that's something it's I think like I said it's just a case by case whatever works best for you um in your family and one of the things that I don't believe especially at my salon is hair typing because I believe in the front of your hair it can be one thing in the side it could be another thing in the middle it could be another thing you can get a couple silk presses it alters your pattern you can be sick on medication go through chemotherapy and it's altered so sometimes for me um the hair typing and the hair patterns and stuff kind of creates a playing field for texture discrimination and I'm a firm believer. We all know J. Cole said, no such thing as a curl that's better than yours. I heard him say it personally. <laughs> right, <So, girl. laughs> I I think it's truly important to embrace what you have. Yes. But if, if you have to make modifications in the meantime to take that step, because going natural or doing the big chop or returning natural, that can be a lot for a lot of people. And it doesn't mean that you know, just because you're not ready that you're weak or you're less than or anything like Hold that. Hold on, Courtney. Uh, you know, we we, we kind of like cut out a little bit. So just go back a little bit. Um, okay. You know, technology, it does its thing. No problem. But, uh, it was my phone. Yeah, so <laughs> just go back it. just a little bit, a little bit. Okay, and going natural doesn't mean that you're weak or you're less than or you weren't up for the challenge. Everybody has a different journey. So whether you want to big chop or transition or do it when you get to college or do it when you're out of college or maybe your second year of high school instead of ninth grade, I think it's just important to relay that it's your journey. So I think just having that open conversation saying, hey, you know what? I'm actually, I'm actually, this is what I'm thinking of. I think this will be great for your hair because, but how do you feel? Just opening up the floor for that genuine conversation and maybe revisit it. If their hair is continuously breaking off, hey, revisit it again. This is what I noticed. This is what I see. Oh, let me show you some pictures. This is what her hair was like in five months after she went on this journey. Yours might be a little different, but I suspect it's going to grow, but we'll go on this journey together. Oh, <laughs> so partnership is good too. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that because I also feel like sometimes parents don't realize how words affect their children. You know, words, absolutely. words mean a lot. So even if you say the slightest thing that you don't even realize that you're saying it, that they're going to become self-conscious, you know what I'm saying right. in that way. So the way that you just explain it, perfect. I love it. I absolutely, I absolutely love it because I I think communication between parents and your children is definitely key. It's definitely key. So then my next thing is, um, so if you do have tighter, tighter coils, how do you um, make it more manageable on a day-to-day -day basis? Again, it's, it's mainly case by case because my type might not be your type. Mm -hmm. Your type might not be my type. Um, and I think anything that's new can be kind of scary in general. So I think the main thing first will be developing a regimen and that's going to come from trial and error. So the first thing I would say is definitely give yourself grace to see what works for you. Um, one of the things, and like I said, like I'm, I'm big on giving advice once I see and touch the hair. So what I'm going to say is very, very general. Um, what you can do is um, when you're getting started, 
one of the things you can do is shop at Target. Anytime you don't like the products, you can return it. Um, you can subscribe to a subscription box like Curlbox, which is located here in Atlanta. And they give you maybe five different products a month. So you don't feel like, hey, I'm a beauty supply owner, if that's not who and what you want to be. Mm. So that that's always a great alternative. Um, hydration is great. Um, it works six times better than a deep conditioner. There's nothing wrong with deep conditioning if that's a tool or um, something that you have access to. And always um, consult your natural hairstylist in your area. That's one of the great things that I love about social media. You can look them up by hashtags. Um, you can go visit them. And I'm a firm believer in going to the salon in person. Everybody's hair is different. My texture, even if I believe I'm a Z7 or H3, <laughs> might be different than your Z7 or your H3. So right. it's something that you have to see in person. I have color on my hair, so that adds another category. You might be tender-headed. You might have, <laughs> you know, things going on with your scalp. So even when you feel like you have it under control, there's nothing wrong with asking for help and seeking professional help. Actually, it, it takes your hair care experience to the next level. I promise. <laughs> all right. So there we go. I was, you know, you answered all the questions because we was about to just lead into where can we find you? What's your social mm -hmm. media? I think everybody <laughs> now they're going to listen and be like, oh, let me go see the curl <laughs> conqueror real quick. You know, Thank so, you guys. so tell us, you know, all the details where they can find you, your location location um your social sure. media platforms as well sure i'm at the curl conqueror on every social media platform here's a picture for those of you guys who are looking on the internet if you guys are looking on instagram you'll see the yellow peace sign if you're in the metro atlanta stone you know i had to specify that because amaretta just came out with the it's not atlanta <laughs> i am located in stone mountain georgia which is metro atlanta exactly metro atlanta area <laughs> Stone Mountain, to be exact, I'm in the village of Stone Mountain, literally two minutes from Stone Mountain Park, so... So definitely, guys, you know, make sure you check her out. Um, I definitely, next time I'm in Atlanta, I'm going to try to get an appointment because I know her books be closing, you know. <laughs> she be booked Thank and you. busy all blessing. the time. God is so good. And you be booked and busy, girl. So Thank nonetheless, you. we're going to transition into the Mirror Within segment. The Mirror okay. Within segment is just something that you would tell your younger self, okay? Okay. So, Court, <laughs> what would you tell the younger Courtney? <laughs> I would tell younger Courtney to just continue to have faith no matter what. Um, the journey just, the journey is going to be the journey. So just be consistent and have faith on it, even if it's a little bit of mustard seed faith. For those of you all who don't know, my whole brand is centered around mustard seed faith. And mustard seeds are so tiny, and that's all you need to move mountains. So it's ironic I'm in Stone Mountain, right? <laughs> so, you know, like that's, that was that's my first job in college. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's literally all you need to 
not only move mountains, of course, that's an example, but to have a salon, to to go to college, to work this career, to be a makeup artist, to be whatever you want. Just have the faith that you can do it, even when you can't see it in front of you. Just tell yourself every day, it's coming, it's coming. Just keep working hard. So that's what I would tell younger Courtney. (laughs) Yes, yes, thank you. You're telling me that too. Because you know, sometimes just in life, things get difficult. And you got to have that faith, you know, even like you said, if it's the smallest faith, you need to have that faith. So I thank you for being a part of the Beautiful Teenage Imperfection podcast. I wish you nothing but success. And thank you. Thank you for having me. I am beautiful. You are magnificent. I am strong. You are powerful. I am inspirational. And you are destined for greatness. Together, Together, we are the Beautiful Teenage Imperfection Podcast.